Okay, today's daf is daf is daf dalid, and one of the cases we saw in the Mishnah was Hanoch Rishinata. Okay, uh, so the, the, now the Gemara says Tani Goy Shehir Kiv Ilan Maachal Al Gabelan Sarak. So a goy took a branch from Ilan Maachal on an old and established Ilan Sarak. Ilan Sarak is a, a non-fruit bearing tree. That's the assumption generally what Ilan Sarak means. Now Afal Pisha in Israel Rashal Asokin, even though a Jew is not allowed to do that because the issue of grafting led to Hilain. However, we say it's Chayib Orla. Now, this would be surprising because you can have a very old tree that's uh, five years old. And why isn't this similar to the case of when you took a branch from a Yalda, Verkiva Biskena? If you recall there, it was Batal to the tree and then it was uh, Patal from Orla. So Reb Chaim says, says, Why? In other words, it's almost it almost seems to be that to get out of Orla, you need to punch the ticket. You've been in Orla, you've, you've gone through the experience of Orla. It's a bit like that. So in other words, if it's Herkiva Biskena, a tree that's already gone through the experience of being Isur Orla and being Yotza, if you like, that's when we say Yadash Herkiva Biskena can be like this Kena and then it's um, passed from Orla. But... Here, if it's if a goy took a fruit tree and put it in a non-fruit brain tree that didn't never had the experience of going through orla, it's not even orla, it's on the parasha of orla, then we say that branch is not even orla, which is uh, again already uh, uh, something you may not have been necessarily intuited straight away before learning this gemara. Now the question is, when do we? How do we count the shnei orla for this uh, for this for this branch? So. Um, the Gemara says, Meshat Netiato. So Meshat Netiato, actually what this means now, means that, shel, meaning Shel Ilan Sirak. So this seems to go against what I said, but you'll see why it's important in a moment. Meaning that we look at, in now we look at the number of years based on this uh, Ilan Sirak. So let me just read Ruchayim. Shel Ilan Sirak, she'im avru alav shana, e'inemona ela shnaim dahaymenu huyonek, because it is drawing sustenance from that Let's continue. The Gemara says, but wait, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakishomer, Now here is uh, important machloket. We'll see Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Lakish and Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan. He says, when do we say that you start counting it? Like you look at how old this branch is by determining what the tree is. Okay. Meaning, like the actually the the non-fruit brain tree, you can determine the age of this branch by the age of the tree. That's only if you're dealing with the charuvet tzamov acharuni gududai. So that's charuv is a carob tree, and it seems that this charuvet tzamon acharuvi gududa, that no one would really eat the carobs from these trees, and therefore it's only achil al yedachak. Only people were mash it was starving. There was nothing else to eat. So, in other words, it's defined as any lansarak because people don't eat from the tree. However, since people could eat Ali Dechak, therefore we say that's that's why Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish says, oh, if you graft, a, if the goy took a grafted a fruit tree branch and stuck it into that, that's why we go by the tree itself. We can machshiv the tree, like the existing tree in which it's grafted onto. However, if you graft onto a willow tree that's bichlal, not a, a fruit tree at all, then we say it's kanatur ba'aretz. Then it's, it's if you planted it straight in the ground. Meaning we completely disregard the age of the tree that's there at all, which is a kind of bit like we were saying before. You disregard its presence, and it's if it's been planted directly in the ground. So you'd have to start now. It's, once it's grafted, this is year zero. 
However, Rabbi Yochanan says, Afilu Arava. Even if it's grafted into an Arava, we still look at the age of the Arava and then we can consider that for the age of this. Uh, that's when we start counting for this uh, for this branch that's been grafted into it. Okay. So, Vatanina, now we're going to bring in Kasha. Einotin, Ein Mavrichin, Ein Markivim, Erev Shvit, Pachot Shmishloshimio. So you're not allowed to plant. We learned that, that this back in Septa Shviz. You're not allowed to mavriach. Mavriach, if you remember, that's when they, they propagated vines. They took a branch from a vine, sunk into the ground, brought it up again. So that you also can't do within 30 days. Vein Markivin, you also can't graft Erev Shvit, Pachot Mishloshim Yom. Okay? 30 days. Lifen Rosh Hashanah. nata, if you did so, or hear Kriv, then you are care. Then if you do so, you've got to pull it out of the ground. So Aldal take the Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish He can explain that in the case of grafting, this is much like you've grafted it on, um, you've planted directly in the ground because it's the, we'd say this is the case we're grafting into an arava tree, and he says if you graft it into an arava, it's like you planted it in the ground. That's why nicha. That's why I understand we have to pull it out of the ground. However, but according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says the grafting into an arava, you can consider it as if it's part of the existing arava tree. Why do I have to pull it out of the ground? Shouldn't it be considered as if it was planted, if you like, way before Shvid? It shouldn't be considered as if you've just planted it. Again, the Mishnah is talking about if you plant a tree just within the month before Rosh Hashanah because it, of, of Shvid, because it hasn't taken root, it wouldn't, wouldn't have properly taken root yet, then we say you've got to pull it out of the ground. The parallel case also mentions Harkava. Now, according to Rosh Hashanah, that makes a lot of sense because if He'll explain, this is talking about we've grafted this fruit tree branch, or Goish, I should say, is grafted the fruit tree branch onto a this willow. And that's why it's as if you planted it in the ground. So it's a parallel case. That's why you've got to pull it out of the ground. Now, according to Rabbi Yochanan, it's not as if you just planted it. It's this, it's, uh, according to what he's been saying, this, you can look at the age of this branch as if it's the age of the, whatever the tree it's been grafted into, even a willow tree. Okay? A real of just to make it a little bit stronger. Fine. He says, V'hat shakashali, hai har kavahidami. Because again, if we say you go, you, you count it by the age of the, to say the tree, tree it's been, planted, been grafted into, then why would you have to rule it out? Bishlam Rashim, like the Amara Hareil Kenotua, Kenotua Baaritz, if you plant around Nicha, the Chashiv Kenotea Beshvit, as if you plant in the Shmiti year. It's not as if you planted in the Shmiti year. Because you see, you judge the age by the age of the tree. So the Gemara says, no, Shnei Hishem Mit Achim Beshvit. He says it's different. We're not, the issue isn't because it looks like, because if you're grafting as if you're pl- within 30 days as if you've planted in the Shmiti year. No, because the graft itself takes about 30 days to take hold. And what's the issue of Mit Achim? I'll just read the, I'll read the, the actual Gemara Fulda. It says, It's a din. Because it's 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 almost it the joins form properly during the Shmita year. And therefore, I'll just go jump to Rabbi Chaim and I'm jumping around. He says, um, and therefore, therefore, so the issue is as follows. He says that what we're talking about before with by Orla, the question is, when is it pla- when is it considered planted? That's when you count the age. And that's what Rabbi Yochanan says by Orla, if it, even if you take a grant, you graft from a fruit tree onto this a willow tree, it's fine. 
it's not as if considered, it's not as if it's considered planted. The Mishnah here is it looks like you did a particular malacha during Shemitah. Okay? And and what's the malacha? Not the malacha of planting, the malacha of grafting. Because the graft takes 30 days to hold. So again, in other words, Rabbi Yochan would have, it doesn't find this mission. It wouldn't, sorry, this mission wouldn't provide a kasha on Shita Rabbi Yochan. Okay. However, Heide Amrada, where indeed is there a kasha on Rabbi Yochanan? And that's in this case. It says, um, which means as follows. Someone plants or does have racha, again, he does his propagation, or he grafts 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, then a full year has, it's if a full year has passed, in other words, for the counting of Orla. Okay? Now, just on this point, and you can keep it doing year. Now, I just want to share with you just one picture, if you don't mind, quickly. And that is here. Um, the Reb Chaim explains as follows, that we've got a funny, a sort of two Rosh Hashanahs, as you're familiar with. You've got Rosh Hashanah, as in Rosh Hashanah, as we call Rosh Hashanah, beginning of Tishrei, which is Rosh Hashanah Lashanei Orla. Meaning that if it's planted 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, you already can count one year in. Okay? That means the year after is year two, the year after is year three, even though only really two years. So three years have effectively halachically passed, you would think, um, even though really only you know, two years and a bit more than 30 days has passed, if you planted just before 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, as you see in the diagram. However, if it blossomed before Tubishvat in that next year, we still say it's Asu Mishnim Orla. Why? Because Tubishvat is Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanot. Okay? And it only transitions from, from being an Atiyah to an Ilan at Tubishvat. That's why Rochaim explains it. So really, even though you're taking this shortcut of planning 30 days before Rosh Hashanah to, to make it considered one year, it doesn't get you out of the problem of Orla unless the bowl blossoms after Tubishvat right here in that year. Okay? So it's still less than three years. But it's not. Uh, but it's not like the two years, like two years and thirty days that you would uh, you would think. Okay. Okay. But let's continue. Let's just continue now in the Gemara. Pachom mishloshima. If it's less than thirty days, if Rosh Hashanah lo atashana shleima va'asur lekaim b'shvis, then hasn't your whole year hasn't gone past, and also you planted too close to Shmita, you wouldn't be able to keep it. Now, why is this? Um, uh, and so, and this is the part. Aval amru perot netiyah zu asura ad chamisha asabat b'shvat. That was the point I showed you in the diagram. Okay, that was discussing now. Now, how is this a kasha on Rabbi Yochanan? Because if you look at the beginning, it says that what? Hamarkiv shloshim yom, if you do arakava 30 as Rosh Hashanah, it says alta loshana, that it counts as a year. But how does that make sense according to Rabbi Yochanan? Meaning, according to Rish Lakish, who says that you only go by the parent tree in the case of our cover if it's one of these Bakoshi sort of Ilansaraks that you might be able to do the fruit. But if you graft it to willow tree, then it's as if it's planted straight in the ground. However, according to Rabbi Yochanan, you always go by the parent tree, whatever the status of the parent tree is, even if it's a willow. So then how do you understand this Mishnah? That doesn't make any sense. It only makes sense to say Atal Loshana if you, d- you define grafting as if it's planted straight in the ground. Because if it goes by the parent tree, who cares Altal Lashonah or not? It doesn't say Mutal Bishvit. Mutal Bishvit was a previous question. That was because the Malacha of grafting, whether it's, it takes hold in Shemitah, as if you did the Malacha of grafting. But here in this Mishnah, it says, and that's something else. It says, Alta Loshana. We calculate as if a year has gone past. Mashmet sounds like as if it's planted straight in the ground in the case of Harakaba. That's why it's a Kashan Okay? Fine. Next case.
says it's not a kasha. Why is it not a kasha? Because you shouldn't teach the case of Markiv. Meaning what we just learned, this Tosefta wasn't a Mishnah, this Tosefta, this you should take Markiv out of it. And then for that's not a kasha on Rabbi Yochanan. But the Gemara goes even further. Even Rabbi Shimon Lakish would have to agree that Lady Markiv, you couldn't include Markiv in there. Now, not because it's a kasha on him in the sense of calculating of time, Ella, because it says, which means to be, seems to be that's a maizalachachil you can do. And if you recall, the way the Rabbi Shimon Lakish would explain this Tosefta, it's if you're taking a fruit tree branch and putting it into a willow. Because then it's as if it's planted in the ground. But, lachachil, you're not allowed to do that. That's Isra Kilayim. You're not allowed to do that, lachachil. And he would only be able to understand this Mishnah, this Tosefta, if it was Be'evet, Lesha'avar, Halatatchila, no. But Lachil, you can't do that. So therefore, by saying Hamarkiv, which it sounds like a Lachachila action, he would agree that also doesn't make sense in that Tosefta, it'd have to be removed. Okay? Fine. Next case. Hanotea Besfina. This is someone who plants in a boat. And we saw in our Mishnah, we said Hanotea Besfina, that it is Chayib Orla. Okay? And, um, and, Fine, we'll see. There's a lot to talk about here. Um, but okay, I'll just explain, explain one point. The uh, Mara Fulder actually says that if you're on our Mishnah, that we're talking about a boat that is a klecheres, right? Because the roots would, it doesn't have to have a perforation at the bottom. And then if it's considered as if the as roots are reattached to the ground, okay? However, if it was a kliets, if it was made about, if it was etz, it would need. Um, let's buy Nikiva. They would have to have a hole in the boat for it to be considered as if it's planted in the ground. Okay? That's going to be important soon. Um, now, that really makes sense now according to the continuation of the Gemara. It says as follows. Because it says, If someone plants a tree in an Nakuv that doesn't have a hole in it, then it's Chayv Orla. So when it comes to a tree, it's considered as if it will be perforating through the ground, but perforating through it, even if it doesn't have a hole. Okay? Um, Rabbi Yossi says, Amar, um, um, because the, the roots aren't like, it's not like the distinction we have, this sort of appears at this stage of the Gemara, that we find by, um, by like grains and the like, that there's a difference in Yatsis Nakuv and Nakuv, because the roots are more substantial in a fruit tree, in a tree, such that even if, even if a Klicheres doesn't have a hole in it, it would say perforate inside. It would be able to penetrate and draw sustenance straight from the ground. Okay, different type of nature of roots. So, uh, so Yona Mafik Lishna, he actually uh, comes to the same conclusion with a different language. Say, or can a Kleicheres really stand in the, in the way and, and, and block the roots being drawing sustenance? So, Rabiria Bais asks the next question Nata Bodalat, what if you plant a pumpkin in it? So Rabbi Marfulder explains explains the sugya that also even it's not just trees, also dalat, and there's no reason to differentiate a dalat and any other vegetables, also other vegetables as well. When it comes to klicheres, the roots it penetrates it, and that's like the Bartanur explains the Mishnah, and that's also like Rashi explains in the Gemara. However, what's interesting here is the Marfulder, sorry, the Pnei understands it as bitmia. Really, just because a tree perforates it, do you think a uh, do you think? Um, Sorry, do you think that uh, the, the, the roots of a vegetable can perforate it? 
And that, that relates to a broader debate in terms of is there a difference between a kli cheres, kli etz, whether it means nakuba or not. In other words, the mission always differentiates between a kli, um, an atis nakuba, any nakuba, what materials they're talking about. And that relates to a broader debate. Um, and they can understand how this relates to a mission because a boat and a kli cheres really doesn't make much difference. They're the same din. However, what's really interesting is what I haven't shared yet is the, uh, the Rebchaim. And he says, we're not talking about that bichlal. The question in our Mishnah is, we know vegetables don't penetrate. And we know that a, that a, that a tree's roots do penetrate. Doesn't it be in Akur? The question is, natabo, and this is, follows the, the Graz explanation, natabo dalat, meaning ta'ilan dalat, meaning you've planted in the same atzitz, both the tree and the dalat and the pumpkin. Do we say, if you like, mitoch, that the, the, the nutrients and stuff are being drawn out because of the, the roots of the tree, does that then make it as if the pumpkin is also then directly attached to the ground? And that's what the mission, exactly what the mission is saying, that what the Gemara is saying, that says, therefore it's as if that, that, that pot is perforated. Does also impact, does all mean as if the, uh, the Zrayim are connected to the ground? Does the Elan draw up the sustenance through the walls of the pot, if you like, which can also benefit the the this uh, the vegetable as well, this pumpkin? And that's up as the question. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Yonah B'Shem Rabbi says, If someone plants an Elan, a tree inside the house, it is Chayv Ba'orla and Patu Mina Masrot. Okay, now what are we talking about a bait? It means it has to have roof on its head. And the way the Rambam, sorry, the Rambam says, when it says patu minamas, or it's actually, it's actually chaymid rabana. And the Derech there actually explains, what are we talking about in a house? It has to be in such an environment that's not natural for the tree to grow. It's blocking sunlight, it's blocking rain, it's blocking wind, it's blocking dew, all these, not, not necessarily a glass house. It must be like an unnatural environment for trees to grow. That's what we're talking about. Okay, so why is it chayv and orla and patu minamas? Dichtiv ase, so... Um, by uh, uh, here, as it says, when it comes to masor, it has to be something that's something that grows in the environment which is the field. Okay. However, when it comes to natate, uh, it says so aretz land is much more broad term that can even include inside a house. When it comes to shmita tzricha, it's a it's a it's a Question. Again, the Lashem of Aretz is there, would imply it even within the house. Shabbat Lashem. It also says, So again, you have a Lashem of Sada as well. So is it, does it apply to that which is planted within a closed house, as we said, or not? Okay. Next Mishnah. What if you've got a tree that got uh, blown off, blown over by the wind, but as it was uprooted, it, a lot of earth came out with it. So it was also the roots are all surrounded by it. So we say, um, if that tree could survive in its state, meaning with all the earth surrounding it, then we say, then it's part from Orla. The Imlav, if not, it'd be Chayven Orla. So the Gemara is going to explain, uh, let's say, just say it now, what it means is if you then replant it, so you prop it back up, right? Then if it would have survived, read that clot of earth, it's not as if you've, it's a new planting. However, if it wouldn't have survived, it's, it's, it's as if you've now planted it anew and it's chayven or Okay. So ne- next. What happened, what happened is if there was like a bit of a landslide and some of the soil around its roots sort of was, um, fell away. 
או זיעזע מחרשה או שזיעזעו ועשו כאפר, או הפלאה went by it and, and, um, and turned the soil or moved the soil such a way that it became loose. אם יכול לחיות, if the tree could still survive, meaning without doing it, without any intervention, then it's patrimer ola, but if not, if your intervention is required to save the tree, then it's as if you're replanting it again. Next. נמלבחייב. אילן שני הקרבי נשאר בשורש פטור. What if a tree was uprooted, but one root is still stuck in the ground? then it's still patur, because you could draw sassins. And the question is, how big is the root? But Kamiya B'Shosh, Rabban Gamliel Omer, that's Mishum Rebbe Lazar ben Yehuda, and Rebbe Yehuda ben Yehuda says, Ishpatuta, that's Kamachat Shel Matun. So it's a needle of Matun. So when they used to weave fabrics, they had these thicker needles used to fix down the fabrics in order to stretch it out. Matun, right? So, so stretch it out, so it's a thicker needle. So it's that dimension of root we're talking about. Next. Ilan Shinar Karbo Brecha, uh, in other words, what's happened here is you've started propagating a vine. Okay, so you've got the parent vine, you took a branch, and you, you tunneled in the ground, and then it is uh, another tree's come out. And then the parent tree got pulled out of the ground. What we say is, and, there's, and the brecha has already had taken enough root that it could support not only itself, but the parent one as well. We say, then the skena's din is like the brecha. Okay? What that means, but it's important to understand that the brecha, now we start you one, because as soon as you sever the brecha from the parent, that's when we now say that we start the counting. Okay? So it's if it's planted. So, but what it means is that anything that's growing still in the skena is considered as if it has the same din. We count by the years of the of the brecha. Okay? Now, as we just said, let's say you keep propagating one year after the other. Okay, so from the from the from the child, you have a grandchild, etc., etc., and as soon as you nifsaka rishona, we count all of them from the shard of the rishona. Now, in other words, that's the new parent, and we start from mishash nifsaka. Next, sipuk gefanim, sipuk al sipuk mutar. Now, there's different ways of explaining sipuk. If you're familiar with the, the Batanur and the Rambam, they explain sipuk here means it's not a normal type of grafting. What they would do, I think you might even see it in vineyards now, is where they take a branch from one vine, keep it attached at its base to the, that original vine, and take the other end and graft it to the next vine next to it. So it almost forms like a bridge, if you like. That's what like Sipul Kufanim. However, the Am the, the Rebchaim actually doesn't explain the way. He says it sounds like it's some sort of harakava, meaning you literally take it off. It's just the lashon of Sipuk is lashon of harakava for vines. So it's question whether it's still attached or not. That's actually machloket. Uh, Mitzvah Shema will become more clear as you learn your Shalmi. See the Shalmi's view, which I think is like Rebchaim, uh, which makes sense. And so, you did, and then you do Sipuk on the Sipuk. Even though you may have tunneled it into the ground as well, meaning take that sipuk. So really, it could be drawing from two places, from the ground or from the parent from which it was misapic from. We say um, it's be mutar. We, we treat it like the parent, and you don't have to worry about dinay orla. However, Mary says, no, it depends on the health of the parent tree. If it is healthy, that it supports the sipuk, then the primary sustenance comes from the parent, then you treat it like the parent. If, however, it's not that it's actually drawing its prime sustenance from the root, the newly formed roots in the ground, then we say that it is its own, um, then not. Okay, fine. So you have a brecha, so again, a propagation, and 
it already started growing fruit because it's been attached for a while. And then he's sick and then it broke. I mean, it just attached. So from that point onwards, the fruit will be Asuma Orla. However, the fruit that's already there are mutar because they grew from primarily from the first tree. But any further growth, growth of it in Orla, so then we apply the normal laws of Bittal of Orla and it has to be battling one in 200. Okay, so you better pick them quickly. Next, listen to the Gemara. What the Gemara is doing here is explaining the case of this tree that, that was uprooted from the ground. What it means, whether it's Chayim oil or not, is whether, when it's being replanted again. Because if it's still simply on the ground, then what do you what to do with talk about Orla? Everything's going to die anyway. So that's what the, that's what the Gemara is clarifying, the way Rav Chaim explains it. Okay, next. Now we say, that's the next case. That in other words, if the tree was uprooted and had a shorish in the ground. Now, he said, if it's less than that, so it's not the, the, the root that's in the ground is not the width of the, as we said, that stretching needle. What's the din? It sounds like it is if it's talush, meaning it's as if completely attached to the ground. So therefore, you're going to have a few important dinim associated. One is hishtachabalo asura. Then now, therefore, it's not considered the Karka. And the Gemara brings some important, some, some laws as examples as nafkiminas. One is, if someone bowed to it, it would become us. Because someone bows to a, it says, because, um, because is it now considered talush? So in other words, there's still a root in it, but it's not enough to putter from Orla. But is it considered Karka or not? Similarly, kutvim lagite nashim. Can you write a get on it? Because it says the um, katavanatan, uh, like in other words, there can't be any, you can't normally write a get on something because after writing, you have to give it to immediately. Because if there's a, a step in between, the chaticha, if you like, to give it to her, that's considered an intermediate step and that's that's why it would puzzle to get. Okay? The katavanatan, I think, the, 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 the words in the puzzle. It has to be from talush. has to be from talush. Correct. It can't be when touched to the ground. Now, the question is, this truth's been uprooted and it has a, a, only a small root that's not sufficient for Orla. Is it considered Mechubala or not? <clears throat> okay. Is it considered attached? I mean, there's still a root in there, but for Orla, it's not see if we're going to is it, it does it, it does it present a problem Gitin. So, Amrin Chazabra Chizkia. It seems to be the Chizkia was Chazer on it. And what does that mean? It says, Amrav Yonamin Hada Chazabe, as we'll see in tomorrow's daf, we'll stop here prematurely because tomorrow's is that. If I go, sorry, shorter, and if I go in much longer, we'll end up doing all of tomorrow's daf. So we'll see that, that the Zin of Cheski will change as we'll become clear in Mr. Shem in tomorrow's daf. Okay. Have a good day, everyone.